to Pushing the Limits, the podcast that gets deep into the psyche of extraordinary achievers across all genres, cutting to the chase to unlock the secrets of their success, their achievement, philosophies, and motivations. Join us in the quest to find out what makes the movers and shakers of our world tick and what gems of wisdom we can learn from them. Now, over to your host, Lisa Tamati. Hi, everybody. It's Lisa Tamati speaking, your host from Pushing the Limits. Today, I'm going to talk about breathing and having a daily breath-focused practice and the importance of deep diaphragmatic breathing. Now, everybody from the Shaolin monks to the yoga, uh, people who do yoga, to all the martial arts traditions, to special forces soldiers, to high-performance athletes, they all know the importance of having a good breath routine. It brings many, many benefits, but many of us in society today aren't breathing correctly. And when I say correctly, I'm talking about horizontal breathing or also known as diaphragmatic breathing. There are different variations that you can use to improve your breathing. Um, and we're going to focus on a couple of those a little bit later. But let's look at what the physical responses are, how it improves your performance, and why we aren't breathing properly in general. So today, we sit more than is, than is healthy for us. We're often slouched over our computers or desks or in a car. Uh, we're sitting at work all day. Uh, and it's hard for us to push out our diaphragms when we're in the sitting position and to fill the lower lobes of the lungs. And this has led to us breathing very shallowly and using the upper third of our chest, which brings with it a number of complications. Another reason we don't breathe properly is that we're often told as young children to suck in our tummies, and we, as this continues into adulthood, wanting to have a slim and flat stomach, we often hold a lot of tension in the stomach, and we, we're always sucking our stomach in. And this once again leads to upper chest breathing and discourages us from using our diaphragms and stomachs. Nobody really wants to look fat. And when you breathe into your tummy, it does go in and out a little. But it's really worth, worth, uh, worth doing. Another reason is that we don't do enough physical exercise nowadays, especially cardio exercise, which really helps you to focus on your breath and to really expel all the old air and encourage a good um, focus on your breathing. And the number four uh, reason I think why today we don't breathe correctly is that we, or many of us, are under constant stress. Uh, we have a lot of tension in our lives, we're working, everything's at a fast pace, we have technology that's meant to make our life easier, but in a lot of ways makes it uh, more rushed and more more to do and more distractions and more noise in our life. And this leads us to breathing very shallow and fast, and this exacerbates the problem. And th these poor habits of breathing can become ingrained as part of our daily daily life. When we're very uptight, we always breathe very shallowly, very fast. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what 
a bad breathing technique is um, and some of the times when it happens. So hyperventilation, you've probably all heard of that. Hyperventilation happens when you are taking rapid breaths and this can lead to low levels of carbon dioxide in the blood. The blood pH levels can start to rise and you get a decrease in flow of blood to the brain and it reduces actually the calcium and potassium levels in the blood and this these can all have serious effects ranging from spasms and seizures to fainting numbness tingling even hallucinating an increased heart rate and an inability to control all our emotions and this just goes to show just how powerful our breathing patterns are now I wanted to share with you a little bit of a story. Recently I was rushed to hospital with um, severe abdominal pain. Um, to the pain was so problematic. Um, I had a tumour and this was causing excruciating pain. Now the first time I was rushed to hospital they were unable to give me um, morphine very quickly because my blood pressure was extremely low and I had to deal with the pain for over an hour and this was really screaming bad pain. First time I went in there I started hyperventilating. I wasn't even aware that I was doing it but afterwards in, in speaking to my family who were there with me um, they said that my, my breathing was very shallow, it was very quick, I was very panicked and a lot of things started to happen. When I lost control and I was unable to keep a focus on my breathing and unable to control the pain and I really gave into it and I started to breathe very fast and hyperventilate, what actually happened is that the whole thing just got a whole lot worse. I started to have seizures, I had tetany seizures uh, where, where the body started to cramp, uh, my potassium and calcium levels started to drop dramatically and my whole body started to fit. Um, and this happened again a couple of weeks later with the same symptoms, the same problems, and I ended up in the hospital. And I remembered that last time I'd exacerbated the problem by not breathing correctly. So I started uh, with, my, with my husband on my side who was really talking me through a good breathing routine and trying to help me to deal with the pain and this really really worked I mean it was extremely hard to focus when the pain was so intense but I didn't by not giving into the pain and not um, um, just starting to breathe like crazy and, and really fast and very shallowly I didn't have the seizures I didn't have all the extra problems that came with it the first time and I'm convinced that that was because I didn't hyperventilate and make the situation worse and that really proved to me how much we influence our our physiology with our breath your our calcium and our potassium levels um, a doctor said to me yes your potassium levels have dropped significantly and that's why you're cramping because of the hyperventilation and I thought wow that's that's uh, quite proof that um, all of these breathing focus techniques are really important not just in an extreme situation like that but also uh, for everyday life. So let's look at some of the benefits of daily breath focus practice. Number one, it relieves anxiety, stress and tension in the body. It helps our psychological state with and with regulating our emotions and it can help stop the panic attacks, the freezing or choking under pressure that we sometimes get when we're have to perform at our best and it lowers our stress arousal levels so we can control like for example special forces soldiers um, do a lot of this breath focused uh, training because they need to be 
uh, when they're when they're in a combat situation or when they're in a dangerous situation, at an alert level of uh, arousal, so that they're very awake, they're very aware of their situation, but that they don't escalate that into the blind panic stage, and they have five different levels of, of alertness and, and stress arousal that they go through um, and f to maintain their alertness at a certain level without it escalating into a really deep fear and, and panic attacks and all of that sort of um, you know uh, stress reaction and where it can be extremely dangerous to them because they're no longer able to act in the moment and to be able to do what's necessary they use these breath control techniques to, to, to calm the body down. Now, when we breathe into our diaphragm, we have calming receptors in our stomach that actually um, help the parasympathetic nervous system kick in and actually calm the body down. And we'll get into that a bit later. So when we do our proper uh, breathing, we, it assists in bringing our heart rate into the range. It's conducive to optimal cognition and physical performance. So once again, so that we're that optimum state of performing and not in a too high arousal state or too low. It helps detoxify the body. It helps to optimally oxygenate the body and all its organs to allow us to heal better and to live longer. Um, oxygen obviously is the basis of every, life, uh, every cell's life. And if we're not oxygenating properly, we won't be at our optimum. It leads to a greater feeling of inner peace and being able to focus the mind and control your thoughts. So when your thoughts start spiraling out in control, this is another time when you can actually rein it in and help yourself by doing these uh, breath control techniques and combining it with meditation. It boosts athletic performance as it helps you to control your physiological and psychological reactions to stress. And once again, that's all about keeping that stress arousal level in the right zone to perform optimally. It strengthens the important diaphragm, uh, diaphragm muscle, which tends to weaken as we go, get older. Another example of this is with my mother, who's um, in her mid-70s, and she's had an aneurysm, and I'm working with rehabilitation. And part of that is, is trying to get her to do these diaphragmatic breathing exercises. Now, she's never done this throughout her life, and I'm finding it almost an impossibility to teach her to use the diaphragm muscle because it's it's become atrophied it's it's um, become very stiff and she can't actually locate it and work out how to push out of her stomach so to avoid that sort of problem we need to be teaching our children our young people to be breathing correctly breathing into the stomach or using the diaphragm activates the calming receptors situated there and activates as I said the parasympathetic nervous system Using the diaphragm muscle helps massage and move the inner organs as well and aids in the digestion and the detoxification process. It can help you also control your emotions, um, in particular anger or fear, so that you react appropriately. And it re uh, lowers the release of stress hormones, the cortisol and the adrenaline that, that can pump into the bloodstream. So diaphragmatic breathing um, stops the overuse of the upper chest and intercostal muscles as well. And this occurs when we just breathe into the upper third of our lungs and this leads to tight and shortened muscles in the neck, the shoulders and the chest. And it can therefore help us have a better posture and less pain in those areas. 
Um, breathing quickly, as I said earlier, can also help with uh, dealing with pain and being able to breathe through it. Now, we all know the sort of things you see on TV with ladies in, in labour having children. They're all taught to breathe, and there's a, there is a reason for that. Um, it does help. Now, oxygenating your body in an optimal way allows you to also flex your muscles more intensely. So for the athlete and sport, this can offer performance benefits. So let's look at what you can do to improve your uh, breathing technique. Um, to understand whether you're breathing using your diaphragm, I want you to get, so lie on the ground, on your back, place one hand on your chest and one on your stomach. Now take a deep breath in through your nostrils to the count of four. Is your stomach rising or is your chest rising? Then you will know whether you're breathing with your diaphragm or your chest. Ideally, you should be, uh, your stomach should be pushing outward first. And then if you continue to take a very deep breath in, you will see your chest rise as well. And even into your shoulders if you continue to try and breathe extremely deeply. Um, we want you to focus on though the fact that the stomach pushes out first and when you exhale you should be pushing the breath out and visualize sucking the tummy button into your backbone. The exhale is just as important as the inhale. In fact I would say the exhale is even more important. We all know when we're out of breath we, we want to suck the air in but um, being an asthmatic I know the importance of actually getting the breath out the old style ear out before you take another breath in and actually filling the lobes up properly. So only when you exhale properly and fully can you breathe out the toxins like carbon dioxide and allow fresh oxygen to flood back in. So using the lower lobes of your lungs is very important. Emptying them fully and refilling them makes for optimal oxygenation. When you're doing your breathing exercises, you should be either sitting or standing very tall with your chest fully opened or on your back lying flat and concentrating on your stomach. Engaging your core muscles. If you're standing or sitting, you shouldn't be slumped over. You won't be able to inhale correctly. And the inhale should be done when possible through your nostrils. Sometimes uh, I have problems with this because I have sinus troubles, often have allergies. Um, if you've had a broken nose, you might have trouble with that. Or if you're exercising at a level where you're, you're out of breath, so to speak, um, you may need to breathe in through your mouth. And that's, that's fine. But ideally, it comes in through your nostrils. Um, and there's a number of reasons for that. Um, one being that it slows the air coming in. And it helps you to have more conscious control over your breath. When you're breathing in through your nostrils, you also have tiny hairs in there that warm it and they pick um, the, the hairs actually stop any uh, toxins and, and things that are floating around in the air from actually landing straight in your stomach. Um, and it also warms the air as it, go, it goes in. So that's important if you're in a cold place, especially if you're an asthmatic. Um, so coming back now to the breathing techniques. So you're breathing in through your nostrils, slows, you slow the air coming in and helps with re relaxation and you have more conscious control over your breath when you're breathing in through the nostrils. The hairs, um, as I said, they filter. Um, but when you exhale, breathe out through your mouth. That way you can get it out quicker and you can force it out. I like to do a whooshing sound so where you're pushing it out and you're concentrating 
on sucking your stomach in, so your tummy button into your stomach, okay, into the back, into your backbone if you like. Now I'm going to give you a couple of breathing exercises that you can try, um, and ideally you'll be doing those throughout the day. So whenever you're starting to feel stressed, maybe you're, you know, sitting in traffic and you're getting agitated, or or someone's done something dumb and you you're about to snap at them. Those are the good times to start doing some breathing exercises. Also, check in during the day, like you're standing in the queue at the supermarket or something. Take the chance just to do a couple of deep breathing exercises, and you'll notice that it really calms you down and helps you get out of that fight or flight syndrome that so many of us are in constantly nowadays. So I'm going to take you through a couple of different breathing um, counting exercises that you can do. The first one is tactical breathing. You can practice this technique while you're running or doing exercise. Um, breathing in through your nostrils for the count of four and then out through your mouth for the count of six or eight if possible. And try focusing on this sort of rhythm of breathing for at least two minutes but longer if you can. Another one is called box breathing. Now box breathing is where you breathe in through the nostrils for the count of five hold for five, then breathe out for five, and then hold for five again before you breathe back in. And practice this for at least three minutes regularly throughout the day if possible. Uh, another one that I like to do just before I go to bed and to help me slow the left brain chatter down that we all have in our, uh, you know, this constant stream of thoughts and our ego is often talking to us or late at night when we're trying to go to sleep and we're having trouble shutting off. So I use this breathing technique to help me get to sleep and I find this rhythm to be the best of, of those uh, other possible scenarios and it really can help you knock down and go to sleep within a couple of minutes. It's breathing in for the count of four holding for the count of seven and then breathing out through for the count of eight then in back in for four hold for seven back out for eight counting while you're doing this can really help focus the mind as well and you'll find you'll end up going to sleep a lot faster if you do that uh, let's talk a little bit about meditation. So a daily meditation practice can help you on so many levels and this is a really important thing and it's so hard for many of us going, but I haven't got time to lie down and do nothing for 20 minutes unless I'm sleeping or um, watching TV perhaps. But if you can take the time just to, even if it's only 5 minutes a day, 10 minutes and then build it up as you get more practice at it. And what you'll, most of us will find was that our mind wanders, the thoughts come and go and in you're still you're having trouble focusing your mind but that's the point of the meditation the more you do it the more focused your mind will be and when you're doing this meditation it's a great time to focus on your good breathing techniques so find a quiet place where you can sit or lie close your eyes and focus on your breath and use maybe the box breathing technique and whenever a distracting thought pops up don't worry about it just just name it and then let it go and then focus back on your breath so the point of it is, is that we're trying not to be thinking about anything. So, you know, what you're cooking for dinner, who's who's not put the laundry out, what jobs you haven't got done, what you're going to cook, all those things that keep flooding in through your brain. you just got to try and let them go, stop them um, from being held in your mind, just let them go 
and try and focus on nothing but your breath and quietening the mind down. And this will take a lot of practice. Uh, you know, the, the more you do, the better you'll get at it. That you're integrating your breathing with your meditation can help calm you and help you focus and enhance your cognitive and physical performance. Uh, you wouldn't believe how beneficial this is. Everybody who does it on a regular basis knows the benefits of it. It's just hard to get started, but give it a go. So that's it for today. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this little podcast. Um, we'll be back uh, soon with uh, more in-depth interviews with really uh, extraordinary people who have achieved extraordinary things. And I love doing those long-form interviews. We release them once a week usually. And um, it's always a, a pleasure to have really exciting people. You know, just doing this podcast is an excuse for me really to learn from some of the, the best minds out there, the best people in business, the best people in sport, and to impart that knowledge onto you guys, the listeners. So I'd really love it if you'd uh, hop on to iTunes or to SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Rate us, like us, subscribe, share with your networks, all of that good stuff. Give us some five-star ratings. That would be really, really appreciated because only when people actually give us those ratings can it help us um, to reach out to more people and for them to find out what we're doing. And my whole purpose in, in doing all this is to try and impart knowledge, um, experience, my experiences and experiences of the guests that I've come on to have a positive impact in the world and to change the world and make it a slightly better place. So thanks very much for listening today. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.